Welcome to Hustle and Faith. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics regarding Christianity, health and wellness, beauty, and so much more. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. This is episode 84. This is part two in what is the Extraordinary Life series. So be sure to go back and listen to part one and check out the journal I created that inspired this entire series called Prayer and Gratitude Journal for Women of Faith, a three-month guide to prayer and gratitude, and also the Prayer and Gratitude Journal for Men of Faith, a three-month guide to prayer and gratitude that is available for sale on Amazon. In today's episode, we're going to discuss six of the 12 attributes that we must embody in order to position ourselves to live an extraordinary life. Now, we've got a lot to cover in this episode, so let's jump right in. The first attribute is love. Now, to get the full benefit of the love attribute, we need to view love from a parent-child relationship. This way, we can get a better understanding of God's love towards us. God is our parent. Just like a physical parent provides and protects their child, God does the same thing through his word. God created scriptures so he could explain to us the meaning of life while guiding us to grow into Christ-likeness. Now, in order to accomplish this feat, Discipline must be involved. Whether we know it or not, discipline is a part of love. And when a good parent loves their child, they will use discipline in order to try to deter, to try and deter their child from wrongdoing. Now, God is a good parent, and this is why he does the exact same thing. When we persist in misbehaving, then consequences for our actions, also known as chastening of the Lord, discipline, will come into play. At this point in time, we need to keep in memory that our chastening, also known as discipline, is done out of love. God said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. And that's Revelations 3.19. And the book of Proverbs 3.10-12 echoes these same words. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Therefore, be zealous and repent. The next attribute that we need to take a look at is joy. Now, this is an attribute that I'm going to be completely honest, causes the most confusion, myself included for a while until I started really studying this attribute. Many of the trials that we endure will not make sense to us. Nonetheless, we are told to count it as all joy in James 1, 2 through 8. Now, in order to see the joy in our trials, we must have faith that God knows what he is doing and that he will actually turn our trials into a victory of a lifetime. Now, the only way we can view our situation from the correct standpoint is to stop allowing our emotions to dictate our outlook on life or dictate our actions regarding the matter. Allowing our emotions to lead us, especially when they're not properly trained with the word of God, usually leads to us questioning God's ability and doubting his intentions. When we follow our weak emotions to guide us, especially during difficult times, we lose faith, and then we start to think that God doesn't have the ability to handle our situation. Now, thinking with our distorted emotions, We take matters into our own hands and mess things up worse than they were before. And I can definitely attest to that. That has happened to me on more than one occasion. (laughs) 
It is at this point in time that we cannot count it as all joy. Whenever we go outside of God's will, we're not going to be able to count our trials and tribulations as joy. God is not going to participate in our sinful acts. Therefore, he will not turn our situation into a dream of a lifetime. In order to count our situation as joy so that God can turn our dreams into something of a dream of a lifetime, we must not allow our distorted feelings to lead us. We have to allow the word of God to tell us how to think and feel. We need to align our emotions to the word of God because then we'll see a situation change and then our blessings will materialize in our life. Another attribute is peace. Peace is an attribute that everyone wants and needs in order to enjoy the abundant life Christ came to give us. John 16, 32 and John 10, 10. Now, although peace is what we need and what we seek, many of us are not willing to put forth the effort to attain Christ's peace. To experience a peace that surpasses all understanding requires us to focus on the word of God and not our circumstances. Focusing on God's word In the midst of our troubles means that we are daily reading, meditating, and properly applying the word of God to our life. In doing so, Christ will give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Going outside of God's word in order to resolve our situation is the reason why many of us do not have Christ's peace. The life of King Solomon demonstrates that although we may have riches and possessions, without peace, again, one of the major attributes of Christ we cannot experience the abundant life. Patience. Patience is an attribute that I think we all wish that we could have, right? So God sometimes allows challenges and storms in our life in order to help us develop patience. Patience is another attribute of Christ that will strengthen us so we can work within God's timing. We will never know what we are capable of if we do not learn how to handle resistances that we encounter in life. So instead of asking God to remove our obstacles, we should be asking him to give us the strength, courage, knowledge, and wisdom we need in order to develop patience in the midst of our circumstances. It is patience that keeps us from working outside of God's timing. Whenever we go outside of God's timing, we delay and even derail our destiny which is the plan and purpose that God has for our life. In order to experience the abundant life that Christ came to give us, we must develop patience. Patience works closely with faith. Having these two attributes actively working within our thought life is what helps us to see God's presence in and throughout our life. Patience helps us to develop the confidence we need to wait on God. In doing so, we will know that God is with us and is willing to help us overcome the obstacles Satan has set in our path. Kindness. Kindness is putting God's love into action. In Luke 10, 25 through 29, we're told about the story of the Good Samaritan. A man was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho and he was robbed. The robbers left this man for half dead. A priest and a Levite both came down the same road and went on the other side. A Samaritan saw the man and actually helped him. The Samaritan bandaged the man and even put him up in an inn. The Samaritan saw someone in need 
and he took the necessary actions to satisfy the need. Demonstrating kindness means that we do not just sit on the sidelines and wait and wait and watch people just suffer. God wants us to actually help those who are in need. Good intentions don't benefit anyone. Only when actions are performed will those good intentions bring the kindness of God into reality. Showing the kindness of the Lord means that we will not be unfruitful in the work of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we will treat people the way God treats us. Goodness, also known as generosity. People automatically jump to the conclusion of providing financial assistance when they think of the word need. But many of us fail to realize that there are many ways that we can show generosity towards others. Regardless of our status in life, anyone can show generosity towards others through prayer, wise counseling, etc. So one of the best ways that we can demonstrate generosity is praying that the person in need be given the Holy Spirit for guidance and help during their time of need. Asking God to give someone the Holy Spirit to help them is better than giving someone money. If the person praying is in good standing with Christ, we need only to ask for Christ's intervention in a situation, and it is done. In fact, Christ said, ask and it will be given to you. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. To show that our prayers will be answered, Christ stated, which of your fathers, if your son, well, sorry about that. To show that our prayers will be answered, Christ stated, which of you fathers, if your son asks for fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And that's Luke eleven twelve through 14. In order for the above prayer to manifest, the person being prayed for must be exerting energy to help themselves. And that's 2 Thessalonians 3.10. In other words, we are not to reward the fearfulness and laziness of others. So what we discussed today are the first six of 12 attributes that we need to attain in order to live an extraordinary life. We're going to discuss the remaining attributes in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to download the free goal setting planner and grateful notes on the website. If you enjoy Hustle & Fate's content, please consider becoming a supporter by donating to help offset the cost of producing this show. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Pinterest. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, then you risk being no one. You never know who you may inspire. See you in the next episode.